This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you, and we're answering questions about giving. Here's our first question today, Pastor Michael. Is tithing to a non-church or a non-Christian organization actually a tithe? So let's let's just build a framework for a moment and let's go back to the Old Testament. And um, so in the Old Testament, there were three primary beneficiaries of a tithe. Number one would be the temple system. This included the priests, the Levites, all that kind of stuff, sacrifices. And uh, part of that is expected in modern language. They would get a salary. They would live off this um, food. They would support their family on this money, et cetera. Right. So, um, so number one would be the temple system. Uh, number two, in Deuteronomy 14, there's this whole, um, I think, really interesting and encouraging offering where um, families come to Jerusalem and they give an offering, but they feast on it. They mm-hmm. celebrate. It's almost like God put into the system of tithes and offerings a family vacation where you go to Jerusalem and you have a big party and you celebrate and you eat. It's um, really kind of an interesting um, framework there. But also in Deuteronomy 14, the third recipients of offerings or tithes um, would be the poor and the needy and those who had any kind of just general, um, yeah, we'll just say poverty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were different, we'll say, amounts required, expected, different things were given in different seasons. For example, every third year there was an offering taken for the poor. So the system's a bit complicated, um, but we are not under law anymore, which is awesome because Mm -hmm. we're not having to go kill animals for the atonement of sins. Jesus did that, so we're done. Good. Fulfilled the law, we're we're happy clappy. So um, as we say that, every law in the Old Testament reveals a value of God's. Amen. And so um, some Christians want to say, we're not under the law, but throw it out. That's not the way it works. No. Okay? We're not under the law, but the law is good. The law reveals. So we see that God has a high value with making sure that the institution um, of the people of God is continuing to run. It requires resources, um, is very interested in making sure that families um, worship together and celebrate what God has done. God is very concerned with the poor and making sure that the people of God are always taking them into consideration um, because they're very close to God's heart in a unique way. Amen. So when we think about the New Testament, we have to just just kind of step back and say, all right, we're not under law. There's not a percentage, um, but there are values that God has revealed. And um, and so I would I would actually say, you know, three values that really pop up for me is number one, is the church, the local church being supported? Um, number two, is this a family affair? Is this about my family, not just me and my wife, because what we're doing is modeling for our kids. Is this some sort of a family affair where we are um, generously giving? Because whether or not I or my wife make the money, um, through us, the Lord is providing for my whole family. So are we doing this as a family in some way? And then the third thing is, are the poor being cared for? So I'll give a a couple just categories that I think are helpful. Um, In the New Testament, there are explicitly, we'll say, three things that 
um, are directly commanded or implicitly commanded for Christians to give to. Number one, the local church. First Timothy chapter five or seventeen even talks about elders um, that there are some elders who should get paid, especially those who teach, because um, as we know as teachers, Tim, like it's That's a right. it's a lot of work. <laughs> it doesn't just happen, you know. And and uh, and so those who teach, um, it says the laborer deserves his wages. And so we see, you know, all throughout the New Testament that. Uh, believers, they bring money, they give it to the elders, and the elders disperse that money, and some of the elders actually get paid by the money. Um, there's a second category of people, we'll call this parachurch or missionaries. Um, and uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians 9.14 says, in the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. Now, he is speaking about himself, not as a technically a pastor of a local church, but as a traveling missionary, right. as an apostle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this could be applied to like a parachurch organization or it could be applied to a missionary. Uh, but his whole point is that there are some people in behalf of the local church, but separate from the local church, um, under the authority of the local church, but not ministering in one particular church who go. And if they're going to be called to that, they should be able to make a living by that and through that. And then the third category is just the needy, the poor, right? And uh, this does not seem to be as organized by the church. This seems to be, from the teachings of Jesus and Paul, something that was much more personal. Um, They cared for the poor in their lives as they came across them, as they encountered them. Um, Now in America, you know, as a church, we um, basically organize and institutionalize all of our caring ministries for the poor, which is fine because it actually Mm -hmm. gets more productive in this culture. But they didn't have those kind of systems then, and so it was more like you know you're on the road and you see somebody who's poor. What do you do? You take care of them. You have a friend who's in need. You take care of them. Um, you're at the temple and you see somebody who doesn't have enough. You take care of them. It's very personal. Um, and so Tim, as we talk about this, um, you know, you and I, I know we agree because we've talked on this um, that uh, giving to parachurches can be great. Can be. Can be great, but. It doesn't seem that it is the primary thing in Scripture. So let me make it clear as we said all that. That's right. Um, The Bible's emphasis is on giving to the local church. But the Bible doesn't anywhere really address specifically, here's a percentage you give to the local church, here's a percentage you give to parachurch, here's a percentage you give to missions. Like Those categories are just not in Scripture. And so what we have to do is take the best that we can understand from Scripture, put it together and say primary secondary, um, and then under no circumstances should we count it as a tithe or offering to give to non-Christian organizations. Amen. So let's just talk about this for a minute personally, Tim. Okay. So without getting like, you know, super personal in terms of telling us what percentage and how much money, <laughs> um, Tim, how do you and your family um, give and think about giving to local churches, parachurches, and non-Christian organizations? Right. And we're at an age and stage in our life, my wife and I, that our kids are grown. They're outside the home. They are they have a life of their own. They have mm-hmm. a family of their own. And so our kids aren't in school. They're not in college. We're, we're not obligated to support them anymore. We still help them to some degree. So what that's done is it's freed our finances up to give to the local church like we've never been able to give before. Mm. Also to give to parachurch organizations and Christian organizations that we feel are doing great ministry and furthering God's kingdom, and we've been able to give to them like we've never been able to give before. Now, 
I would hope, you know, what I'm saying here is that's what God has impressed on our hearts as a, as a husband and wife. And, you know, people in my generation, I'd like to see them move. And I would be encouraging them through this podcast and personally to get to this place where we're at, maybe even above where we're at. Mm-hmm. But everyone, we realize not everyone's there. Young families, uh, singles, um, they have a little different financial situation than where we're at right now. You know, the term that sometimes is given to my wife and I were dinks, mm. you know, dual income, you know, so. No kids. No kids. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, or at least kids outside the home. But everyone is not there. So we realize that. But we take the principle of the tithe, the 10%, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts. That is a goal to move towards, but it's not a legalistic number that when you reach 10%, all your giving can I'm cease. Done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm you know? the pinnacle giver. And, 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 and if I'm not giving 10%, <laughs> then you know I'm a terrible Christian. So for my family... Um, what we do is we we give so whatever percentage is irrelevant, but of all the money we give away, almost all of it goes to our local church. And I think there's maybe ten percent of what we give away that goes to parachurch. But in our circumstance, those are parachurches that the village church supports, um, and primarily because we're just really pumped up about what God's doing at Village, and so we want to be a part of that as much as we possibly can. So. Um, I want to, as we begin to close, I want to just clarify like one, I think, really important part of this. And that is the question, if I give to a non-Christian organization, charitable organization, is that a tithe? I think it's just helpful to make it clear that is not a tithe. That's right. A tithe is something that is for God. And his kingdom. Amen. And so the government, you know, sanctions a whole bunch of charitable organizations where you can get tax deductions. And what we, we have to do often is dismantle American Christians' minds. Well, just because the government calls it charitable doesn't mean God calls it like kingdom building. So That's right. um, the tithes and offerings, whatever word you want to use, again, like is about pushing the kingdom of God forward. And the Local church, as Bill Heibel says, is the hope of the world. Amen. So as we say all that, um, give to non-Christian organizations if you want. This isn't like a don't give to them. It's just saying. Yeah, we're not saying that. Yeah. Keep the categories separate, right? There's what I give to God and there is what I may do generously to other organizations. Um, But that's not a tithe. Okay. And. So I hope that helps people. Um, and and the big picture is, um, man, I wish there was a law. I wish there was a rule because we could just like know what to do. But God is like, no, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you interact with my spirit? And uh, it's very personal for every single human being. That's right. But the general wisdom is first and foremost to the church, second to parachurch. And that would be the totality of your tithe. Listeners, we hope our comments have been helpful and clarifying about a tithe. Don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A Podcast Question. Please join us next time when we ask the question, will God bless me financially if I give generously? Generously.